Welcome to the Lush Hearts Blossoming Podcast. I know what it is to suffer. I know what it is to want more in your life. Let this podcast be a tool and a resource for you to create the life of your dreams. I'm your host, Ashen Wolf. I am an extrasensory coach, completion process, and parts work facilitator, and shaman. Let's get into today's episode. People need you to disable the enabling. Hello everyone, I am Ashen Wolf and I would love it if you would sit down with me and we're gonna get into the pattern when people enable others and we're gonna talk about why this is happening. We're also gonna talk about why people need you to stop doing this. When we are enabling someone, that means that we are allowing them to do something that is not in their best interest our best interest or someone else's best interest. We're turning a blind eye. We're in avoidance to it. We're allowing it to happening while saying nothing as a bystander. And we want to just stay in rapport with that person. We are making it so that even if they're talking about that thing or they're acting on that thing, that we are just allowing it to occur no matter how we feel about about it, which is inauthentic to ourselves and self-abandonment. People have so many reasons that they are going to want to continue to enable those in their life. Some of these reasons can be broken down into they want others to do the same from them. They don't want to look at their shadows or the things that they're doing that isn't in their own best interest. And so they are going to do that for others in hopes that they also leave them alone in their own issues. It is a way to keep rapport with someone where we are afraid of relationship consequences that could be them pushing us away, them getting angry at us, them judging us, them coming back in our face, creating conflict, or simply not being able to have a fun time, feeling like a downer, or feeling like you are going to risk not having a good relationship experience with that person anymore. We're essentially avoiding feeling uncomfortable within ourselves. Some other reasons are you judge this person for that bad habit and you don't want your shadow of judgment for them to be seen. So there's other reasons behind your genuine care for their well-being or other people's genuine well-being than just that. You have judgments of them that you don't want to be seen or to see that part of yourself. You may be afraid that if you talk about it with them and offer support or solutions that they will leech on your energy. You will make yourself over responsible for the issue or they will make themselves over responsible. You make you over responsible for their issue. There is also the fear that that person is never gonna change. Judgments about the fact that they're not capable of changing. We don't trust this person to do anything differently. And so we feel like we're going to be wasting our time. We also can be enabling them because we want to use them for any benefit they're adding to our life. We don't want to spend time looking at those issues and so we want to continue having our life be untouched by them exactly the way it is where they're only ever adding to our life and never we perceive them to be taking away if we would make their issues priority. So we're gonna break these ideas and concepts 
down further here. When it comes to relationship consequences, oftentimes it is the way that we approach them that elicit the consequences from that person and from the relationship at hand. And if you are going to approach them in the right manner, which we're gonna talk about, they still elicit these kinds of reactions, then you need to take note of that, of where this person is, is definitely a communication on what they want to continue doing, that they don't wanna look at themselves in this way, that they don't want you specifically to be a part of this. So if someone is communicating that to you through continuing to act this way, no matter how you approach them, you can give them some time to see if that changes once they've processed things or just take a step back or you may have to come into a place of acceptance that they just don't want you to be a part of this or they personally do not want to look at this with themselves. They're not ready to look at this with them themselves or change. You have to reevaluate your consequences for them in your relationship or your boundaries around the fact that they do not want to talk about this or make the change. Oftentimes the bad reaction that we get from people when we approach them with issues that they're having is all based on how we are approaching them. If we have a trigger or a shadow within them ourselves that we approach them with in that moment, we have to understand that any issue someone's having in their life, no matter the consequence it has on themselves or others, is because of a deep vulnerability, wounding, trauma that they're having in their past or in their current life. They may feel very isolated in the issue. They may feel bad about their self concept or their identity. So we need to really take a look at our own judgments and shadows involved before we approach them in this way. We need to understand that it is all about our understanding of them and the issue at hand from compassionate place and non-judgmental place that will do this. So first we're going to look at how to do an overview of your judgments towards them, your shadows towards them, and then we're going to look at what under true understanding would look like and how to tie it all together. When it comes to judgments, we can write down all of the things that that thing that they're doing, we make it mean about them or about ourselves. Because sometimes we also have an association with our self-concept about the people that we're around. It could be, okay, what kind of friends I have says something about me. If you're a parent, okay, how my children are says something about what kind of parent I am. If you have like a partner, again, it's the self-concept of the kind of relationship that you attract means something about your own self-concept. So that's something to look at. But then more so what you make it mean about them. So write down all of your judgments. The fact that, you know, and make it not individual to them. Make it, okay, so if we're looking at an alcoholic or if we're looking at someone who's really overweight, what judgments do I have over all overweight people, what judgments do I have over all alcoholics? So let's generalize it actually, because usually we associate what they're doing with generalized category of people who do these things. So what are all the things that I make it mean? So if we're looking at judgments about a situation, what past experiences do I have with people like this? What do I make it mean? People like this are like this because, what are all the reasons that I give for people being like this? What do I think that they're lacking? 
what negative attribute or trait do I think that they may have really break that judgment down to truly understand all of the shadow and judgment you have on these things. And then we need to really question these things. Is it true that all people are like this, etc., etc.? Then we need to cultivate more understanding for the generalized concept of people like this. So for instance, if we are talking about somebody who is overweight and one of our judgments is, well, they're lazy, they just don't wanna change, they just don't care about themselves. Well, yes, that may be actually true, but the reason may be because they are so depressed, they're actually maybe suicidal, they don't have the current education or support available to them to make a different change or choice in their life. When we go back to lazy, it also is, well, actually you can, understand that somebody who has more weight on their body is now more addicted to food, uh, doesn't feel hungry in the same way, they feel hungry more often when they're not. This is how extra weight affects the human body from a scientific standpoint. Your body is more unhealthy and therefore it can make you actually feel sick when you exercise, you're less motivated to exercise, you don't have the right hormones, the right chemicals running in your brain, and your body is actually less capable of doing more exercise so you have to go very slow because you're actually only capable of so much at that point. When it comes to both obesity and alcoholism, we can actually understand that these things are an actual disease within a person. So cultivating understanding for the issue on a larger scale, and then we're gonna come into the understanding of that individual person in your life. So to cultivate compassion for that person, we can play the game of maybe I don't have have all the information, but what kind of trauma or what kind of life or what kind of lacking could I do a guessing game about from their experience and also based on what I do know about them for it to have gotten this bad and to really face the pain that they're in, the suffering that they're in to be doing these things. Even if it's somebody in some kind of narcissistic pattern that's hurting other people, people don't make horrible decisions against others for no reasons. They hurt others because they're hurting. So can I play out their life from childhood to see what it would take for it to get this bad? You can also take a look at your own issues and kind of see if you can find any similarities, any parallels where you can actually relate to them. Then you wanna break down what would it mean about me if I actually had someone like this in my life or what would it mean about me if the things I'm so afraid of by addressing this issue with them were actually true. So how do I feel like a bad person? We want to also kind of have an and consciousness here where we're able to see that some of our judgments about them may actually be true. Then we want to have that level of compassion. Then we want to have that what is good about them? What are they doing right? So we want to hold a more in-depth version of them. We want to understand that in our approach to them, it has to be 100% about them. Concern for them, their well-being, understanding, compassion. It can't be about you. can't be about your issues, what they're going through, etc, etc. If they continue to ignore you, maybe even fight against you or create 
relationship consequences for your genuine concern and understanding, that is where you're going to be eliciting more boundaries with them and taking note of how to address how they are dealing with the situation so that you can create more self-loving choices around it for yourself. Now, this fear of I'm gonna not have as much of a good time with them, really play that out, really visualize it. Is that actually going to stop your ability to laugh with them and have fun with them and have a good time with them? Let's say this is a friend that likes to party or a partner that likes to party with you or have a good time or and you're using them for this joy and this happiness. Does that really have to be taken away just by putting energy into facing this issue? And if they actually felt supported by me, if they actually did face that issue with me, wouldn't it create more happiness and more fun? If you have someone that is willing to to receive your support, concern, and understanding, what you can do then is create a contract with them that may look something like this. At the end of the day, people are suffering on this planet and it is the reason why they're making bad decisions, hurting themselves and hurting others. There is isolation, there is suffering, there is lack of support, there is pain. We need to start breaking out of that by not enabling people because of discomfort or running away from them, but to actually head in the direction of being in reality with people, to also stop isolating each other by being supportive to each other and be by facing truths with them and being in authenticity with each other. The truth is that most people do crave change and just don't have the support or willpower to do it on their own from where they are. They don't have the insight necessary. Most people are desperate for someone to see their reality and their pain and help them out of these dynamics. There are people that don't wanna change. There are still levels of their humanity that if they are pushed a little bit, motivated a little bit, supported a little bit, even if they don't initially want that change, they're not initially aware of the part of them that wants them, that change every human on this planet to some level, to some degree, no matter how deep, 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 deep down it is, does want to change, does want a better life for themselves, does wanna be a better person because love is at the core of every human being. And we need to start seeing the best of people. We need to start understanding that even if what they're presenting to us is a dysfunctional human being that does not wanna change, even if they're communicating that to us, we need to know that yes, we're gonna respect that reality that that's the level of where they are currently, but we need to know that deep down on these different levels that people all want to change. It's just not something they're currently identified with or ready to do or take on. It's your job to reach these people if you should so take it on to put whatever you want into continuing to be in reality with them, not enable it, create support around it, make them feel less alone around it and give so much understanding and compassion that they stop feeling like a bad person around you enough to actually have the rapport to open up to you and to make any level of difference in their issues that they are ready to make. It cannot feel like you are berating them about the subject. It cannot feel like you're going to constantly throw it in their face and you won't put it down. You need to bring it up appropriately 
and just enough to respond to their level of response to you on the subject. No matter how closed down they are about it, you have to make the decision at the end of the day, am I willing, if they're so shut down that I can't reach them at all about it, and they won't even let me talk to them about it, and they are like basically demanding I continue enabling them and giving me consequences if I don't, am I willing to be in their life? Do I still want that connection or relationship? That is an answer that you have to make with your own free will. And you also have to ask yourself how much, no matter how shut down they are, no matter how much their response is a yes or a no to me based on giving them the reality and helping them in that direction, you have to decide for yourself how much you are going to still continue moving forward with being in reality with them and not enabling them. That should be based off of, okay, if they're giving me this much, I give them this much. But if they're shut down like this, then I, I'm not moving anywhere. If they are like so open to it, we're in business together. So there's gonna be different variations of the response that you get from people, how open they are, to you talking about this with them and there needs to be a equal mirroring on your end to that level of communication. So I hope that this video helps you to not enable those in your life and to create more support and reality with each other so we can all be less isolated. I will say that being enabled by others is something that I have personally trauma around. It is a really sensitive topic for me and I will say at the end of the day, people want to be less alone, people want help, people need help, especially children, especially people that are unable to help themselves. They need us to step up, especially people who are mentally ill, people who are sick in some way, people who have very extreme versions of different issues are going to be people that need you the very most to be in reality with them and they may actually just be desperate for someone to care enough about their well-being and to see them as a valid person enough to address this with them. The pain of enabling, being enabled by someone to sum it up is feeling like you have no support, feeling like you're the problem and you're never going to get any better and you have to do it all alone, feeling confused, that person doesn't see you as capable, doesn't trust you, it ends up just souring your relationship with them and making them feel like they are unable to reach out for help in the first place makes them feel alone and ultimately it continues helping them hurt themselves and actually being a support and a bystander in them hurting themselves and others. And deep down, we are all human beings. We don't want to be doing this because it personally affects and wounds us when we hurt ourselves, when we hurt others. No one at the end of the day is lacking so much love at the core of their humanity and their being that they don't actually want to be making different actions or changes. They just don't know how they're hurting, they're in trauma, and they can't currently do it on their own. They're not currently ready to face the reality on their own because they feel so alone in it. Don't be a bystander. Don't enable 
others, start speaking up for the problems that people are facing in your life and also the problems that we're facing in this world today because it is time that we each took a stand to support each other, to support this world and to do a different action, enabling how bad things are no matter how powerless you may feel by facing it head on is not any better than ignoring the problem only means that the problem will continue occurring. Not gonna just laugh about this anymore. We're not gonna just shove it under the rug anymore when it comes up in the relationship. I'm not gonna shove it in your face every day, but I will find times to be in reality with you that this is happening and that there needs to be effort towards changing it. And when it comes to this fear about making yourself over responsible for them or that they're making you over responsible, I'm gonna take you back to your own power and say, well, actually you get to decide how much responsibility you want to take for this. You get to make boundaries around it. It could even look like you offering them other resources or other directions or other groups of people or other ways outside of you. Part of your support could be finding them ways or directions to go into outside of you that has nothing to do with you, ways that they could take personal responsibility on the matter. And you can decide how much you wanna actually be emotional support when it comes to that or how much you wanna actually be a part of their journey when it comes to that. You get to make the boundaries, you get to decide, you have free will to do that. I know that it can be hard for codependents when you bridge these gaps to make yourself over responsible to be afraid of setting boundaries but this is how you have to grow as a person and test yourself thanks for listening to today's episode if you want to find out more about me you can go to blushheartsblossoming.com if you enjoyed today's podcast please follow us for more content and also feel free to leave a review and write a comment to let me know how you felt about this